Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. You know the drill. Head over there. A new, different kind of crossover sports, combat sports website. Check it out. One of my uh, new features got lost in the shuffle a little bit of the madness of UFC 229. We have Making a Finisher with Stevie Ray. He talks about Harlem Heat, the finishers they they created, how they created them, him and Booker T., ones they had to abandon because they were too dangerous. Also, he talks the origin of the Slapjack. Alex, I know you love you some Slapjack. Uh, I love anything that involves slapping or jacking or anything like that. Funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> too early for the segue. Can't too early. That. Too early. But if you guys don't mind, head over to Fightful Online or my Twitter uh, retweet the pinned tweet. It got lost a little bit in that shuffle. I was telling Alex off the air due to the craziness of UFC 229 post show podcast in the archives. I invented a podcast the next day just to talk some more about it. Uh, so for big events, big happenings, like say uh, a UFC fighter after winning a championship fight does a goddamn coup de gras into the crowd. Well, the next day, we're going to have a podcast called The Aftermath where we kind of answer all the questions and we, we just talk about it. Very open-ended, loose. It is a play off of our Q&A podcast on FightfulSelect.com. Head over there and subscribe if you if you want that. Lots of cool bonus stuff. I won't give you the full plug. Just go check out FightfulSelect.com. While you're watching this podcast, maybe there's something there that you like. But lots of shows this weekend. Super Showdown, UFC 229. Did a King of Pro Wrestling podcast this morning. Alex, I have not talked to you all weekend yes. about any of these shows. Yeah. What did you catch from highlights of this, the full show of that? What did you watch from this weekend? I watched pretty much all of Super Showdown. Uh, when I turned it on, I thought it had just started, but I missed the New Day, the bar match. Um, there, it was how showy. There was a lot of things in there that that you know, the the substance of the match was fine, but the finish was crap or whatever. Yeah. But um, the cruiserweight match was by far the highlight for me. No surprise there. The thing is, I, I ended that show and I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a very good show. I ended that show, and by the end of Raw, I was like, "Man, <laughs> here's the thing." I was like. This isn't a house show as Super Showdown ended. But then when Raw ended, I was like, it was kind of a house show. Super <laughs> Showdown, because there's a lot of stuff they could have done in Australia that they waited to do. 
yep. on Raw, and and we'll talk about that. Did you see anything from UFC 229? I I did see uh, the highlights of uh, of the Connor fight, the Connor fight, and then I and then I but I was watching. I was kind of like, okay, it's 10, 8, 10, 9, listening, listening, and I was off the internet for a while doing something else, and I came back, <laughs> and and all I saw was just. Just craziness, like oh, yeah. somebody had jumped into the crowd, and somebody else jumped out of the crowd and into the ring. Uh, and I watched the whole thing, and I was like, "This is this is the malice at the palace, but with UFC." I mean, I, I've been covering pro wrestling for almost nine years. I've been doing it full time for about four and a half years. You know, I've seen the John Jones Cormier brawl. I've seen Conor McGregor do about seven hundred different things. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. That was the craziest thing I've ever been a part of. I want to thank all of our viewers. Uh, I mentioned Alex off the air. We set records at WrestleMania every year for live streaming. We tripled that on Saturday. By far the most live viewers ever. And we are not, I mean, we're, we're our bread and butter is pro wrestling, but we have some of the best MMA coverage there is, some of the best boxing coverage there is. Check out Carlos Toro's boxing podcast from last week. We've got a ton of shows. Like anything you all want covered, we'll cover it. Uh, that includes Impact Bound for Glory this Sunday. That includes NWA's 70th anniversary. Also, as I mentioned to Alex off the air, our Evolution panel, we're bringing back Trina, who you all may remember from the original Raw podcast, as well as Latoya Ferguson, uh, that has done a lot of great stuff that you all should check out. But just stuff everywhere. It's a good time. And I rather enjoyed Raw tonight as well. Not rather. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But Alex, you seem like a little pissy patty. You it seem was like a, a little pissy Palowski. It was about it was about halfway through that I was noticing all these tweets on my timeline. Loving Raw tonight. This is the best episode in forever. And I was like, really? I mean, I don't hate it, but I, I'm not noticing it as being so great because for me. Everything I saw that I was like, that was great, was followed by me going, really? And then like, oh, that was pretty good. I like that. But like, that was stupid. It kind of like was peaks and valleys. So I didn't realize until I got to the end of the, of the six-man tag, but I was like, nah, the, the peaks were actually way higher than the valleys. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I just, I'm coming out of Super Showdown going, man, you know what I don't ever want to see ever again? Triple H versus Undertaker involving yeah. Shawn Michaels and Kane. And then they started Raw with, with like announcing it for, for the Saudi show. And I'm like, oh, good. More of that. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did not like their match at no Super Showdown. No. But that was more on Undertaker and Kane, in my estimation. Yeah. They, they are not getting around very well. No. And the same conversations we had about Brie Bella a couple of weeks ago, I had those same, same concerns about The Undertaker in his physical condition because yeah. I'm glad that he came. I'm glad that he's getting some paydays after hip surgery, sure. but I don't know that he can go that well. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about it. By the way, guys, thumbs up, subscribe. We are on podcast platforms everywhere. Yada, yada fightful.com. Go over there. It's cool. Triple H comes out. Then Shawn Michaels, Alex, they're back to having wrestlers throw to video clips. Yeah. They do it all the time. Now after they stop for years. Yeah. I mean, uh, fair enough. This this was a, a a network show that was on at five in the morning on on the East Coast. Maybe a lot of people didn't catch it, so they're showing you what you might have missed. Um, but, but it was why a, have them do it? 
I yeah, I know, I know. It's it's a stupid thing. I did I did appreciate you know uh, Triple H and his leather daddy look, um, and and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels feels like uh, like those hats that he wears were sized for him when he had hair. Yeah, shaved all of it off. You can't tell he doesn't have hair until he takes it off. Well, there's the thing is that uh, as a guy who sometimes goes from having hair to not having hair. Your hats are wildly different if you have like extra stuff underneath the hat. So I'm thinking right he wears the headband is to make sure that the cowboy hat doesn't go down over his eyes. You know what I mean? Sure. But I mean, they could have played this over the arena to the oh, 100%. To, to the audience and then they could have came out instead of awkwardly having them stand in the dark for several minutes watching. Yeah. <clears throat> They talk about respect, how people gain it from them, and all I can think about how loyal they are. They fight back to back, and all I can think is you guys hit each other with sledgehammers for a decade, <laughs> for ten so, years. So, so true. You it's all so hit true. each other in the face with sledgehammers. Well, that's that's what I love about this whole thing. They always do this with stuff like this. They yeah. showed a, a DX, uh, like, hey, previously on Degeneration X. Video package earlier, late later on the show, and they conveniently left out about how Triple H and Shawn Michaels hated each other forever. Yeah. Um, because when they are going to go back and do nostalgia, they're only going to fill in the new people on the stuff that helps their narrative now. Yeah, not, well, that's not an overarching should. thing, but but it also leaves out very specific details. Tyler was tweeting at Fightful Wrestle, and he was like. They showed a lot of 2006 stuff. It kind of sucked. It yeah, did. It did. Besides the DVD case. Do you remember the DVD case? I don't remember the DVD case. It's like the pop-up book. Yeah. We yeah, actually yeah, gave yeah. one away. Or I can't remember. We might still have it in a giveaway, but it goes... <laughs> the little flaps. It was fantastic. Oh, it was fantastic. So they implied that that Shawn Michaels respected Undertaker and that's why he didn't come back for all those years and stuck to his retirement word. Michaels says the flight back uh, from Australia to Chicago was a long one and at Crown Jewel they're ready. Imagine the stupid amount of money WWE is being paid because think about this Alex. Yeah. WrestleMania payday. Dream matches against Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles were not enough to bring Shawn Michaels out of retirement. Nope. They couldn't do it. They no. asked. AJ no. Styles actively pushed for it. Yeah. There are a lot of guys that look at the Michaels retirement and respect it and say, you know what, if he doesn't want to. AJ Styles said no and told Shawn Michaels to his face, money talks, right? Mm-hmm. And Shawn goes, not really. So imagine <laughs> the kind of money yeah. they're pay- They're getting paid yeah. for the, for to the- get him out of retirement in November. For the better part of a decade, people have been trying to get Shawn Michaels to do one more match, as you said, against, you know, the cream of the crop, you know, as far as opponents go, dream matches. And instead, it's a retread tag match because, you know, I mean, that dump truck was full of Saudi money, you know, like it's just. Uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned the cream of the crop. Because sometimes you get into a little bit of a drought, Alex. It's true. It is Shawn true. Michaels has been in an eight-year drought. Mm. His crops aren't growing the way that he would like, and he's looking to change that. Yeah. 
And a lot of money is being spent on that. Mm. And, you know, sometimes when you want to be the cream of the crop, your crops have to cream some stuff of their own, Alex. It's true. It's just that's just science. But you don't want to spend the Saudi money to do it. Who does? Not me. And fortunately, BlueChew.com keeps me from doing that. Because at BlueChew.com, it's it's not just about ED, my friends. Maybe you just want the confidence. Maybe, maybe you just want the confidence to get back in there, if you know what I'm saying. Well, maybe you... Hey, hey. Maybe you want to jump on in and do some four-person action, some tag team action. I don't know. I'm not here to to pass judgment on that. Yep. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them, t- take them anytime, day or night, Friday afternoon, before Crown Jewel. Go ahead. Have at it. You'll be good to go. By the opening match. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. They're prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visits. No waiting in the pharmacy. You don't have to get up at Saturday, 4.30 a.m. You can, though. That's the thing. Get up anytime. And because... They're made in the USA and prepares and ships direct. They are cheaper than a pharmacy and those other guys. And right now, Alex, great deal. Great deal. What's the deal? Promo code FIGHTFUL. You get your first shipment free. You pay five bucks for shipping. Wow. You don't have to, you don't have to dole out the Saudi money. People sitting around watching in their recliners in the front row. Maybe they are. Again, if that's your thing, that's your thing. As long as they get their Blue Chew, they they can do their own thing. If Blue Chew gets you back into the ring after a decade away, after you end that drought, the crowd is going to be chanting, you still got it. I'm not going to say anything about the ring, but between those four posts, if you know what I'm saying, a lot can happen. BlueChew.com, code Fightful for shipment free. Hit them up at GetBlueChew on Twitter. Tell them you heard about them from us. Let's talk about this Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush, Kevin Owens segment. Wow. So I I post my match ratings day after. Pay-per-view nights, I post them that night. This is one of those matches that the match rating couldn't properly reflect how important this segment is. So... I put on there straight up 5.75 out of 10 match. The segment an 8 out of 10. They did a lot of right here, Alex. Oh, my God. They So, first off, Leo Rush is out in a blazer with no shirt. You know a heel turn's coming. <laughs> a heel turn's coming or they're as tone deaf as we say they are. That's uh, heel. That's heel. So heel. <laughs> that's, that's like 1991 Eddie Murphy arrows. Suspenders. Oh, so good. So yeah, good. But see, MC Hammer was a baby face. Can't dislike MC Hammer. That's true. So in my notes was this act needs to be a heel. He's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> now, they give Leo Rush a mic. Yeah. Do you remember the last time they did something like this? I don't. I was trying to think of it, but I don't remember it. Abraham Washington oh. and primetime players. 
Raw 1001. I was in the house, Alex. Wow. And I get a bunch of messages on my phone saying, what the hell is he doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What the hell is he doing? Abraham Washington on the mic got a little too colorful about a Kobe Bryant joke. Yes. And his career was never the same. And for a long time, the primetime players were not either. Leo Rush has a bit of a history sure. putting his foot in his mouth, but they trust him a lot. He's earned a lot of goodwill, I'm told, since in that in that year or so. Uh, Lashley in the match does a leap to the floor or leap from the floor to the apron, gets cracked. The crowd cheers for Kevin Owens, and Leo Rush trashes him and encourages them to cheer Lashley. And all through the match, he's he wants the chant, Alex. Yep. Lashley, Lashley. Nope. <laughs> That's no, no. great. <laughs> it so was good. really, really good. Yeah. And they they read the room perfectly. This is one of the best cases in recent memory of WWE reading their audience the right way. And this, I think, is why we get so frustrated on a weekly basis when they ignore that. Yeah. Because we see what they're capable of. They were very on about a lot of things tonight. Yes. Yeah, um, this uh, I was watching it, and as soon as he started doing the Lashley, Lashley, I was like, "Well, this is very heel." Yeah, and they they were, like by doing that, he inadvertent not inadvertently, he intentionally, but the way it looked to the crowd, it was it was like, "Hey, we hate your guy so much, you loudmouth. We're gonna cheer for the other guy who we just spent the last five years hating." Like it's it's perfect. Like they uh, they did a double turn. Almost by accident, it felt like. It felt like we were cheering, hey, hey, you know what? We've always liked Kevin Owens. Look at these cool things he's doing. He's doing like tope con helos and stuff. This guy's a baby face. And by the way, we hate you, no shirt and a blazer. We hate <laughs> you. And we also hate your giant guy who's like, ah, that's this is this is so good. And they played into it the whole way. They had Bobby Bobby Lashley attack him after the match. Like, this is a perfectly cemented double turn. My worry is they were only trying to turn Lashley heel, <laughs> not turn Kevin Owens' babyface in the process. And they were thinking, oh, it's a smart crowd in Chicago. This will get it done. No, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm worried that the next week they'll just go right back to Kevin Owens being a heel again. Like, no, 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 this is, this is too good. There's too many things you can do with a, with a babyface Kevin Owens. So my favorite thing about this match was Leo saying, Owens wasn't going to dive. He's not an athlete. Then <laughs> Owens is a dive and almost kills everyone involved in it. <laughs> and I, the thing is, everybody was okay, so that's good. We don't have to yeah. go through the safety first deal, but I don't know right. how else you deliver or take that move yeah. when you're the size of these two guys. Owens gets tired of Leo and goes after him, but Lashley throws KO into the stairs and barricade. Uh, Lashley hits one of the most insane spine busters I've seen in my life. Yeah, It was beautiful. The hanging vertical suplex doesn't do it. We get a full Nelson deep into the match. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, maybe you should use a full Nelson slam as a finish. Because for a second, I was like, is he using the suplex again? But he doesn't. Uh, Leo Rush distracts Owens, who gets knocked off the top rope. And Lashley wins with the Yokosuka cutter. Owens did a stunner. At yeah. this point, I'm like, man, adopt that as your finish instead of the pop-up powerbomb even. Yeah. Like, do the powerbomb on the apron. but. Sure. When he hits the stunner, that place comes unglued every time. After the match, Lashley does a fantastic beatdown yeah. on Kevin Owens. Fantastic beatdown. 
And like I said, isolated, the match rating won't tell the story of this match. But WWE did a lot of right. Everybody in the segment gained, and so did the viewers, Alex. 100%. This was, uh, this was probably the weirdest double turn in the history of wrestling, and I loved every minute of it. Like I, I, think, we, I think we could find weirder. What's well, I mean, the weirdest double turn, guys? <laughs> somebody so, let us know. But I mean, like, I feel like the double turns usually happen in, over the course of a, of a long storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, guys get more heel and more face as it goes along. It builds to a really momentous thing at a uh, at a pay per view. Like, I'm I'm thinking of, of course, Brett versus Austin. Yeah, like that's the greatest double turn ever sure. because it was perfectly executed over the course of a really grueling match and also a storyline leading up to it. This just felt like it was spur of the moment and it was somehow flawless. I, I, I I'm just floored by how well this came off. Really great stuff. Man, I loved it. Backstage, we see Bailey and Balor saying they're both Batman. Leo Rush and Lashley show up, and then Bailey says, Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> Why do you want to kill me? <clears throat> but I like Lashley and Leo Rush interrupting, too. They immediately feel like a main event act. Yes. Well, I mean, th- th- what, where, this, where this apparently, to me, leads is the obvious uh, Balor versus Bobby Lashley feud, which I'm totally fine with because it also probably winds up with Bailey being on the outside along with Leo Rush and Bailey giving a Bailey to Bailey to Leo Rush, which would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Elias is in the ring. He's got heat. He's great. Over per usual. He wrote a song about how things unfolded at Super Showdown in Australia. He trolls John Cena's hair, and then the Cubs not advancing. Thank you, Elias. From Brewers and Reds fans. Yes. Ronda Rousey's music hits and we get an insane pop there, but I think they should have let the booze sustain. Yes. I think that there's been a little bit of... Man, this Bluetooth segue should have been here. A little (laughs) bit of ball dropping (laughs) the last two weeks of that. I don't think Elias and Kevin Owens should have said anything until they finally calmed down, and I think they should have really let this ride, too. By the way, thank you to... uh, our boy Scotty, who sent in footage of the Elias Kevin Owens thing from last week, crowd crowd shots, uh, and the Undertaker stuff. We're going to post those soon. But yeah, Elias was Elias, and he got heat, and he he's got a nice gimmick if you can get it. Yeah. Don't don't have to wrestle. Yeah, it's true. Same with his he body. May, <laughs> he may have the best musical gimmick ever. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, he certainly uh, certainly got the chops for it, and he appears to be Im- improving every week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see this guy in five years. He's going to actually have a real band where he's the lead guitarist. Um, I thought this was great. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, I wonder if he's going to mention that he was just teaming with Kevin Owens, who now appears to be a baby face. And, no, 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 no. But uh, the John Cena crack was fantastic because, let's be honest, John Cena looked weird as hell in that match. Like, he's that guy who's like, Really, really wants you to think that he's over that breakup, but he's really, really not. Um, so it, that, that was interesting, but uh, I'm all for more Elias. Give me more and more and more of him. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins defeated the Riot Squad. This was a good match. <laughs> I like this match. Outside of a Brie Bella hip toss looking terrible, or that she took, I like this. I think they expected more of a reaction to the Live Brie stuff but I thought it was executed very well, despite the lack of reaction. Yeah. Uh, Liv walloped Brie. 
Yeah. They let her get a receipt. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, that I was, I was wondering if they were going to touch on that again. I, I, I thought it was, I thought, it, I thought they were actually going to do the spot again, but the fact that Liv had it scattered and got out of it made, made the moment work. Uh, I did like, uh, you know, Liv's fire in that moment. Um, I, I, I don't, this is one of those things we're going to talk about what happens at the end of this match. Um, why Super Shutdown was a house show is that they didn't do the end of th- tonight's match on on Friday, Saturday, whatever that they, was. They wanted the happy, joyous. Yeah, be- there. they wanted to yeah. send the crowd home happy because deal. There's there. no reason to do this match again now. Yeah. You could have done all of this, including the live stuff. Or you know, on, on uh, down under. So. <laughs> Liv dodged the yes kick. They have to be separated outside the ring. They, they looked really good in doing this. And especially Sarah Logan tagging, forcing the tag. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Very well done. I want to talk a little bit. Did you see Paige's comments about this? No. Paige like criticized Riot Squad for not getting control of Liv a couple weeks ago. Now, if if I know what happened... The person portraying the general manager of SmackDown should have probably been clued in what happened yeah. when she talked about it on the air. They were like, she put a lot of blame on them and Liv for getting back in the ring. You can't really reason with a concussed person. Sarah Logan took her outside the ring herself. Yeah. The referee tried to stop her. What's the referee going to do? DDT a concussed woman? <laughs> yeah, that'll improve the situation. Everybody pointing at the referee. He should have done this. He should have done that. What's it going to do? Yeah. So they did what they could do, and they physically restrained her outside of the ring. So I thought that was unusual. Yeah. A little bit odd. And I know the Bellas are her buddies, so. Yeah. Nah, it's it's not. I mean, I, I thought I, I did see some people talking about comparing it to, to her and Sasha uh, when Sasha kicked her in the back and we screwed up her neck and how that match, like, ended immediately. But, yeah, that's a house show, Paige. Like it's also, on TV and everyone's it's a very different thing. And and a woman was paralyzed in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Paralyzed in the ring. That's the thing is she couldn't move. Liv's problem was she was moving too much. Well, but the the problem I saw with the whole thing was as soon as is Liv had to be dragged by Brie into her own corner, that's when you gotta go timeout. This is we gotta yeah. change everything. So at that point, they should have been changing things, which that spot, the, the, the triple suplex, yeah. never should have happened. you got to call I that mean, off and, and do everything involving just two people on each side from there on, you know? Jimmy kind of spilled the beans a couple weeks ago and listened your boy, and I wasn't going to mention anything, but I got a concussion about three, four weeks ago. Can't mm-hmm. remember much of what happened afterwards. My wife had to clue me in on, on how I did, and I wasn't right the rest of the day. She... I could have went outside and done jumping jacks and no, like, unless somebody got me and held me out, held me right. from doing it. I'm going to go do those goddamn jumping jacks, man. I right. didn't, but I could have. So I thought that was unusual. Uh, it was nice to see Rousey in, in the match being more of a supporting player at the beginning. It was, the yeah. story wasn't about her. It was about Liv and Brie until the yes. end. So, Riot does a nice STO to Bree outside the ring. Bree took that terrible hip toss inside from Logan. They were definitely trying to get Bree's reps in tonight. Yeah. You, you could tell. Ronda gets the hot tag. She's looking better every single week. Her and Ruby. I 
man, if they do if they do singles house show matches, I want somebody to get me that footage. Yeah, Rousey wins. This was a good six woman tag. Dare I say I enjoyed this six woman tag better than any six to eight man tag on New Japan this morning. Hmm. You all can check out my views on that show, podcast platforms everywhere. So the match, pretty good, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yes. I, 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 I'm watching it, going. I, I, I just watched this. Like yeah. I watched it. I watched it. Not, not only did I watch it, um, like two days ago, whenever. I also watched it. I feel like last week and the week before that, and the week before that. It feels like I've seen this match six weeks in a row. And so, as good, if maybe this was the best of all of them, probably was. But I don't feel like I can tell the difference between them anymore. It's the same. A lot of the same beats, you know, um, but I, I do love um, Ruby Riot versus Rousey. That's, that's, a, that's a really solid program. As Rousey gets more and more experienced, working with somebody who has as much experience in the ring uh, and is so as, as talented, as such a great worker as Ruby, is only going to help her. Thanks to our buddies at omg.com for the donation. Greatly appreciated. Longtime friends of Fightful.com and a damn good product as well. So then the heel turn happens. The Bellas, while celebrating, attack Ronda Rousey. Rousey fights back briefly, throws Nikki around, throws Brie around. But then they they really mess Rousey up on the outside of the ring. Execution of the heel turn done well. They'll fit really well as heels, I think. I still don't need Rousey and Nikki headlining Evolution, but I'm completely fine with them having a WWE Raw Women's Championship match on the show. I think the way things are going, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte should headline that show. But uh, I'm fine with Rousey and Nikki Bella on the show, and I yeah. thought the heel turn was executed well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I, I, I agree with what should uh, headline Evolution. I think this will, and that's why I'm kind of not great with it. Um, I think the heel turn should have happened at – at Super Showdown, uh, I, I don't understand why why it waited. Now I I'm sure they'll give the stupid, the you know the actor what what happened. Tell us tell us tell us why you did it, Nikki and Bree. Tell us why, and they'll have some stupid stupid re- reasoning for it. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense why they would have teamed with her for so long, and now only now after she won you another six woman tag match. Would you decide to turn on her for no reason? Like, there's, it doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's my problem with it. Is that it's fine. I know you need to get Nikki heel so she can have a match with Ronda, but you can at least build to it in some way, at least. Speaking of build to it, guys, next month list and your boy number one hundred, Melissa and I are gonna fight. Get ready for it. Tune in. We are inching closer. Check out that Listen Your Boy podcast Wednesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. Also, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, James Lynch rejoins us on the Fightful MMA podcast. He was in Vegas for Conor McGregor, Habib Nurmagomedov. You'll get his take. Check out that show. That is our most slept-on show. Well, maybe the Warren Hayes podcast. He, you, you all really need to check out that 205 Live May Young Classic review uh, and NXT review on Fightful Select, but... Fightful MMA podcast, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern. The biggest news week in the MMA year, quite frankly. Alex, no matter how bad we have it, just remember it could be worse. 
Right now in my mentions, I have a Ricardo Rodriguez Stan account. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't realize those existed. <laughs> I was less surprised when I figured out there was a Joy Giovanni Stan account during mm-hmm. the Kelly Kelly debacle earlier this year. Yes. Because I sarcastically said, ha, at least there's no Joy Giovanni accounts. And then mm-hmm. there were like three. <laughs> I can honestly say that I expected more of those than the fan of uh, El Locale. But hey, John Cena's in the WWE World Cup. And uh, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But Balor, Lashley, Mahal, Big Show in qualifying matches. Good to see Big Show back. I think that him being on SmackDown and advertising that he's going to be on SmackDown makes him feel a little bit more special, even though they didn't push it as hard. I would have pushed it a little bit more. He hasn't fought in over a year. This is the first time that he's not wrestled a match over a full year in his career. I think if you are going to have a World Cup tournament at the culminating at your giant Saudi show, um, and you didn't just think of it today, you would probably have, have no- notified the public that such a thing was going to exist, even before you say who's going to fight each other. Um, and it, it did feel like out of the blue, they were like, oh, by the way, there's this thing called the World Cup. And by the way, Randy Orton's going to fight the big show. And it just felt like somebody had this thing like, oh, crap, we don't have nearly enough stuff to fill this thing. Because the, the, the greatest Royal Rumble took up like an hour and a half of the big show, you know, back in April. Yeah. So we need to figure out what are we going to do to kill time? I know we'll, we'll do a King of the Ring, but since it's in a foreign country, we'll call it the World Cup. And it just felt like so tacked on and crazy. But, hey, that you got to find a way to get John Cena on the card somehow. It's kind of wild, man. I thought that after 06, I thought Big Show's career was done. Because he, he took a full year off. And he came back for the big Mayweather storyline. I mean, he wrestled one match in 2007. And it was a, he was a late replacement for Jerry Lawler against Hulk Hogan. Yeah, And it's like, okay, I'm wrestling Hogan, I guess. I guess. I guess. But, man, he has had, as I see, over 1,200 matches since then. Almost 1,300 matches since since I thought his career was going to end. This guy is 2,500-plus matches into his career. So he's had more than half of his career since then. A lot of people – I don't think people realize it now, but when he's gone, that will be a sad day because – if if so many of the big men of the 80s and the 70s had his versatility and had his level of improvement once he got serious, man, who knows where we'd be now, but uh, he doesn't get the respect he deserves. No, I, I love that he bridges like the crazy era of WCW yes. to, all the way to now. Like, like he was introduced as Andre the Giant's son – yeah. Who was who was b- built out of a bro- block of ice, I think, inside a mountain by the Dungeon of Doom, specifically to murder Hulk Hogan. And That's then Hulk Hogan crazy. knocked him off a roof in a monster <laughs> truck, and he won the WCW title the same night. Yes. My God. Forget, forget <laughs> Deion Sanders scoring a touchdown and hitting a home run, like, in the same day. No. Uh Heath Slater wants to be in the <laughs> in the World Cup qualifying battle royal and represent West Virginia. <laughs> oh. I was hoping Chicago would pop for West Virginia. Yeah. Team B and B defeat Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. 
Balor and Bailey do an assist to Hurricane Rana. Otherwise, it's a great crowd reacting to Balor playing the hits. He was very, very over and won this match. This feels like, again, like the sixth time in a row on Raw we've it seen is. these guys fight. It doesn't, it doesn't build anything or go anywhere because it's not like these two teams are fighting each other tomorrow night at Mixed Max Challenge. Team B and B, I don't know which one is bed and which one is breakfast. They they have their match tomorrow night against uh, you know uh, Monster Eclipse, but Mahalisha is just getting them checks, I guess. Yeah, these, these are commercials for Mixed Match Challenge. That's it. Yeah. Uh, on my match ratings, this would have been just par, but the great crowd brought it up a little bit. I mean that that is a a pretty big factor into when I what I do with those because if you can get a crowd going crazy, mm. that adds to it, and they did. Battle Royal to qualify for the WWE World Cup. I just unapologetically loved this. From Russia, we have Grigor Volkan. Egypt, the Sultan of Shwarma. Mexico, El Hombre Sinobre. Poland, Stanislav the Squeezer. <laughs> Chile, the Chilean Sea Bass. Antarctica, Winston von Voorhees. Belgium, the Belgium Waffler. That was kind of a lazy one. Spain, Los Conquistador, and Luxembourg, Thunder Montgomery. Of course, Baron Corbin is also in this, representing the good old US of A, and put in all these jobbers to make it easier for him. Yes. The thing is, all these guys are getting indie bookings now. Yeah. As these guys. Yeah. All of them. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait. And yeah, they should. They should. They should. And I can't wait. They all jump Corbin, except for Conquistador, who sits outside. Corbin throws everyone out. Conquistador comes in, and everybody knows who it is. Yeah. Triple German suplexes, Olympic slam. Conquistador wins. He takes off the mask. It's Kurt Angle, and the place comes unglued. His comedic timing is still on. I can't believe this is the same guy who did so many of those terrible GM segments. I know. I don't. I mean, he must <laughs> he can, have been. He can move. He must have been so uncomfortable doing that suit thing, looking at the phone, being Jason Jordan's dad, all that crap. Because this is his element. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Quest, Sean no. Rossap? It's a Jean Claude Van Damme movie Ooh. from the late nineties in which there's a basically a World Cup uh, fighting tournament. And all the guys from every country are horrible, like, obvious stereotypes of people from that country. Like, the Scottish guy wears a kilt, and the Spaniard is a, is a flamenco dancer. There's a sumo wrestler and a little guy from, from uh, 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 Africa. Some, they don't say a country. They say Africa, darkest Africa, wearing, like, one of those big wooden masks. He carries a spear. That's what this thing reminded me of. Let's find all these guys from all these crazy... Ah, it's Sultan of Shwarma. They eat that in Egypt, right? Like, okay, okay. I will allow it because you guys are having fun with it. But come on. There's, a, there's, there's some low-hanging fruit. Wow. How about this one? This is an incredible spot by Jimmy Van, uh, founder of Fightful.com, co-host of the Listen Your Boy podcast. He says that he thinks Gregor Volkan was Flash Flanagan. <laughs> Do you remember that name? I remember the name. I don't remember exactly. Where, where I exactly. From. You don't remember anything else, but you remember the name. You remember seeing it in PWI magazine. You remember oh, yeah. seeing it on old yeah. old results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember seeing it there. That is 
Fantastic. <laughs> Flash Flanagan. He's 44 years old. Really, you guys need to Google this guy. A lot of people thought he was going to be... He was on Shotgun in like 99. He is a, a four-time OVW heavyweight champion. Also, I want to show some love to OVW. 1,000th episode this week. They got Al Snow, like Simon Dean, uh, Tommy Dreamer. They're bringing in a lot of people for this show. Of course, my buddy Michael Hayes, not P.S. Hayes, the fellow from Tough Enough, all on that show. want to show them some love. We're going to give them some coverage this week as well. That's very cool that Flash Flanagan got a spot. Man. So Kurt Angle was great here. Afterwards, Kayla Braxton interviews him, and he and she says, well, I thought you were on vacation. He's like, well, technically I am. Yeah. Cool. Fine. This was fun. It was harmless. So, so it's, I mean, is it going to be like, I don't know how this tournament works, but to, either. Me, to me, I feel like it's got to be set up so that it's either Cena versus Orton or Cena versus Angle in the finals of that tournament. But if it's a World Cup, okay, we've got India, Ireland. But what, who else is in there? But Cena and Angle are already in there, and and so they're American. So, so is Randy Orton, and so is Big Show. So no, 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 no. They're they're in a qualifying match, right? Oh, I see. I but see. still, it's the USA. Both of them are right. from USA. Well, yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. They're both from the USA, so. So they announced Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. I completely missed that. Yeah, that's a, that's another qualifying match yeah. tomorrow. So Amber Moon defeated Nia Jax via countout. This match is in the spirit of competition, but I think it was more in the spirit of get Nia Jax some last minute People's Choice Award votes. I I love uh, you can't have a baby face versus baby face match without it being in the spirit of competition. Even though all of these people who are are wrestlers who are paid to wrestle each other, if you tell them to, like it doesn't have to be like oh well. I respect you, but I'm still going to fight you. We'll handshake before and after the match as per our custom. Like, they could just have a match. It's weird they have to justify it. Handshake starts things out. I love that Ember couldn't land an arm drag and a lot of her more technical offense. Ember can't get anything going until a pop-up here can run. This suicide dive and the Mm non-sell was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I really enjoyed this match for as quick as it was. She bounced off of Nia, and Nia was just like, where are you going? Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. And then Nia ate that LED board hard. She committed to that. She did. <laughs> Got counted out. Very short sprint. Very good. Ember hugs, uh, or Nia hugs Ember after. I like this. Uh, I'm I'm all for a program between these two at some point, because as you said, um, there's a really cool thing they can do with this side of us, but strictly, particularly because Ember is so her velocity is so high. Yeah, like I, you could you could make me believe that just because she's moving so fast, she could knock Nia off her feet. Yeah. Also, if they ever get around to giving us to women's tag champ uh, t- championships, I want these two to be a, a team in the in the inaugural yeah. tournament because that would be a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, our new feature for Fightful Select Tier 2, that's $10 a month, drops tomorrow. Russo Reveals, you may remember that segment from uh, last year's Listen, Your Boy. Uh, Vince and I filmed earlier this year, and we talked about a lot of different topics, about three- to five-minute clips. We run those twice a month, along with all kinds of other stuff in that tier, including Jimmy Van's book from 2005. Head over to FightfulSelect.com. 
peek over there. Check it out. I've added a ton of stuff over the last month. Trish Stratus comes out, is interrupted by Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Trish makes a short joke about Alexa, which got a reaction, but... <gasps> yeah, I, I, I thought you... What, usually it's the guys who make coming up short jokes, and it's not about yeah. your height. Well, I mean, they, they've whiffed on those hard. Alistair Black made one about Zelina earlier this year, and no, I was like... I'm like, don't talk. Just don't, don't do that. Well, I don't understand. Like, like, is is it supposed to be a thing? Like, oh, you're only five feet tall, and therefore cannot get anywhere in life, even though you're a beautiful woman. Like, I understand why that works. Ha! When you're at a clothing store, you have to use those poles to pull things down off of racks. <laughs> it must, oh, damn. It must, must be hard using a stepladder to get things off the top shelf, huh? Wow. Mickey James says she and Alexa should team up at Evolution, and Trish agrees. Says who who would be my teammate? And I'm sitting there thinking, probably the person booked against Mickey. <laughs> it was it was Lita. Got a good reaction, but you see pretty quickly yeah. why this was made a tag match. Yeah. When Trish whiffs on two kicks. Yeah, I I was I was not looking forward to either of these singles matches. Same, and um. And the tag match makes me go, okay, at least they'll figure out a way to book this thing so that it'll make sense. Uh, nobody will be overexposed. Like, I can't imagine. That was a concern figure- is what yeah. I was. I was told this a while back that it was in consideration. Yeah. But I didn't know if they were going to pull the trigger on it because a lot of things are under consideration. Look, and usually when they advertise something like that, they're not keen on changing it. When you, when you book these things so close together, like Super Showdown and Levolution – there are so many women, super talented women you have on your current roster who have nothing to do for your all-women pay-per-view that you yourself have told us is going to feature 50 current and former women's uh, superstars. Like, Bailey is out there just palling around with Finn. Like, Bailey doesn't have anything to do? Like, she's been in one of the best matches you've ever had in your, in your, in, in your company. And you don't have anything to do with for Bailey. And Sasha's apparently still injured. You have all the like. We're just gonna have just ra- a battle royal. Yay for the battle royal! I guess. So the baby faces beat up the heels. There you go. There you go. Connor cuts a promo about beating Gable and Victor and says the Ascension will send them to the wasteland. I don't like CM Punk chants, but five weeks into a Gable and Rude versus Ascension feud, I. I can relate. I, I get it. K- the faces win with chaos theory from Gable. It's really hard to throw this on after, quite frankly, I thought the worst thing on this show up to this point was the segment that just happened. And that was one filled with people that are going to get a reaction. Yeah. So it's hard to follow all that with this. They not, not only that, but they did the same finish they've done every time that there's been a tag match. Now the singles matches have been different, but equally pointless, but every time there's a tag match, Gable tags himself in, never tags out, and gets all of his offense in and wins the match, and Bobby Roode's like, that's weird, but I'm glad we won, and it's the same thing every time. You can't keep doing that for five weeks when one of the teams involved is the Ascension. Like, it doesn't make... This is not good television. Uh, Bobby, turn on Chad at some point. Maybe, I, I don't know why we're doing this otherwise. And then 
at the end of this whole thing, what I liked the most was that Authors of Pain came in and treated both teams equally as dirt. I like that the Authors of Pain doesn't care who they beat up. They have no heel and face allegiances. They're just powerhouses. Great. Also, let's talk about how hilarious it was to see them run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were getting it, man. Yeah, My yeah. God. And Drake Math Maverick making fashion statements weekly. Love it. I love the matching jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way to do it without yeah. looking too ridiculous. Yeah. Paul Heyman comes out, cuts a promo. You've heard it before, but this time he made a Death Clutch name drop. Do you remember Death Clutch? I don't. It was the clothing line that Lesnar had. Oh, of course. Back in the days of when <laughs> MMA apparel was like, yeah. you remember when MMA apparel was like the thing, like affliction yeah. was big and yeah. extreme couture was big. Silver Star, I think it was, was big. And essentially when UFC put the, the axe on outside sponsors, yeah. all those died. So there is none of those really operate as they as they did, but... They're still really, really pushing the Brock Lesnar doesn't care thing. Yeah. Well, the- yeah. Uh, this, this to me, I don't remember. I didn't see anything ahead of time about it. This came out of left field. The whole Paul Heyman came out. I was like, oh, hey, Paul Heyman's out here. Wow, they're just, just, it's just full of surprises. Some of them ridiculous and illogical. Some of them like, oh, hey, cool, we're building to this now. Um, and that's that's cool. Uh, but it, one of those, it was, it was the topper for me. It was like. Wow, this this night is just all over the place. Uh, in total, good, but also weird. Yeah, you, you've heard this promo before. Yeah, He's interrupted by the Shield. Let me get the six man tag main event. A very good one. Very good. Before this, Dolph Ziggler had pissed off Drew McIntyre for trying to call the shots in the back and trying to give a little bit of a pep talk. He says that Ziggler lost in Australia, not him. Strowman says they're there to watch his back, and he doesn't want any more excuses. I do think it's amazing how they had someone so over as a possible babyface, and they turned him heel. But given the way that everything's gone tonight, I think I think it's okay. But and that, that's a conversation for another time. We got two commercials rather close together, did we not, Alex? It felt like it. Yeah, it was it was really weird, and we come back. Rollins kicked Strowman, and it looked snug. And then he followed that up with a wild-looking buckle bomb on Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Glad everything was okay there. I'll say that. Rollins is working from underneath, getting cut off. Um, and if they're running matches that they've done 100 times, this is the town to do it in because this crowd was hot for everything. Sure. Strowman goes off on Ziggler for not carrying his weight. And then we get a beautiful moment where Drew McIntyre gets in his face and he's like, no, no. And the crowd was just like, what's going to happen? And me at home, I'm like, what's, what's going to happen? This is a cool moment, Alex. Uh, this, this was, this was great. Uh, he even, even got the whole choke in on, on Ziggler for, for Drew to break up. Uh, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, all I want for Christmas is Drew versus <laughs> Braun at Mania. Can we make that happen? That's the that, that like as like here's the thing. That's a hoss battle. Yes, you don't realize is. you don't realize how big Drew Barry uh, not Drew Drew Barrymore <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre is um, until he's standing next to Braun and like they're the same height. But yeah. but Drew is so compact. I mean he's muscular, but he's lithe. 
like it's really cool to watch, see the, the the different styles of their bodies. Uh, I, I'm so into th- this eventual thing that I that you've now promised me this mm-hmm. WWE. If you don't give me this at some point, I'm going to be so not angry explicitly, with you. but they planted the seeds. Oh, absolutely. No, hey, listen, a stare down in this manner, that's a promise you've made yeah. to your audience. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Ambrose catches McIntyre with a rolling neck breaker after McIntyre is sent in a Strowman twice. Uh, I love that Ambrose has added to his offense. He had to come back with something fresh. He's done that. Ziggler and Rollins do the double suplex over the top rope. Strowman gets speared hard mm-hmm. on the outside. I mean, he got smacked then McIntyre hits a claymore on Ambrose for the win it was good dogs of war got a win they don't seem like just losers all the time and Dean Ambrose walks out alone it was a nice close to raw on a match that I didn't think was going to mean anything I thought it was going to be spear pin stand tall they're they're uh they're teasing this uh Dean thing so much that it's either a Never going to happen, or B, it's going to happen, and they're going to expect us to be surprised, but we're going to be like, yeah, no, you've been teasing that for months. Um, so uh, there, was a, there was a sequence earlier that was the absolute epitome of what the shield was in those triple threat matches, where it was like t- tandem suicide dives followed by Roman over the top, and they went, they go to commercial, and we come back, and the dogs of war who were laid low before commercial and now fully in control. We never get an explanation for why that happened. I love those and those things. Oh, they're fine. Um, but my favorite part, all of this, is where <laughs> Drew and Dolph are getting their butts beat, and they went up on the outside, and Strowman gets off the apron, walks over, and hey, get your crap together. Like, <laughs> Come on. How do you not love this guy? What a great coach he is. <laughs> I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. This capped off what I thought was just a slapper of a Raw. SmackDown has a pretty high bar to reach tomorrow. Uh, Lots of stuff, man. And the wrestling cycle isn't slowing down. I mentioned Impact Bound for Glory. No buzz for that. Maybe it'll be one of those shows that picks up buzz, but can't pretend I'm that excited about the, the main event. But I don't even know if you watch Impact these days. I, I keep abreast of what's going on in it, yeah. but I just I just I, so, I have so little well, time. Either way, we'll make predictions on tomorrow night's SmackDown post show podcast because I am doing a live post show on uh, Sunday. Uh, I do cover Impact on the Fightful Wrestling Weekender. I also cover some of the exclusive news that I get uh, in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. That's a column that drops every Friday morning. Our buddies at Pro Wrestling Unlimited do a great video on that as well. But on the FightfulSelect.com Weekender Weekender podcast, I review a lot of non-WWE stuff. We do the injury report, and I talk about some of the exclusives. I do have a bit of news. We were the first outlet that confirmed that WWE had changed their venue for Saudi Arabia to about an arena one-third the size of where they were headed. Tickets had not gone on sale, I was told. But WWE did confirm to me the change. That's not good news. I'll expand on that. Uh, shout out to Andrew Thompson, uh, one of our great writers who did who spotted that. Also, WWE had a very strict cutoff on Sunday of whatever it was time it was in Australia. It was 9 a.m. Eastern here. They had a strict cutoff of that. That's one of the reasons why some of the matches 
appeared a little bit shorter than they were. I was told Brian versus Miz was supposed to be short anyway, but but there you but go. not but not quite that short. And yes, was- <laughs> yes. And this wasn't an all hands on deck show like yeah. Saudi Arabia was. They didn't fly people over who didn't need it. Right. I don't even think Vince went there. I had one person tell me that. I'm trying to get more people to confirm. But yeah, lots of that. And this weekend, I'll talk about making a finisher like Madison Rain, Jay Lethal. We got exclusives with them. I had an interview with Tom Lawler. There's this access and what they're doing in wrestling with New Japan and women of wrestling. Like a lot of a lot of vagueness there. We have stuff from UFC fighters. I have some news on Sheamus, Abyss, Tanner Saraceno from Tough Enough coming up in these weeklies. Check those out. I drop a lot of exclusive info and a lot of exclusive stories there. I will start to talk about some of those on these post-Raw and post-Smackdown shows because I know you all like that stuff as well. So you never know what you'll see on the postrawfightful.com podcast. Tune in for the goods. Alex, lots of stuff going on this past week. You didn't seem sold on this Raw as I was. I mean, it, there's nothing... Listen, it was it was a good Raw. I was seeing a lot of stuff from people. The feedback was, this is the greatest Raw in months. And I was like, it's it's a good Raw. I don't I don't know what to compare it to. I've kind of lost all exactly. perspective. I've kind of lost all perspective on this. Yeah. So it's a weird thing to look at. But but there were some definitely great things. That I cannot overstate to you how awesome that Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, probable double turn was. It loved opens it. up so many possibilities. This is the Bobby Lashley we should have gotten. Not the guy who loves his sisters, but the guy who beats people up. It was a good time. Guys, I think the the live viewers kind of reflected the success of this show. I thought it was a good show. They did a lot of good things, a lot of right things. And, you know, I had somebody say, oh, you're negative all the time. And I'm like, not really. I think I, I, I'm far more optimistic than I should be most yeah. times. I've got a pretty cool job. I talk about wrestling, and I love that. I would do rather do nothing than do 30 shows a month, and that's a lot of shows. Yeah. I'm doing MMA and boxing, too. And WWE doesn't often give me reason to be positive. And they had the best booked pro wrestling. They didn't book, the, they didn't book better than UFC 229. No. <laughs> there was a man who took his pants off after his fight Saturday night, and when Joe Rogan said, Derek Lewis, why'd you take your pants off? He goes, my balls was hot. And then Joe Rogan says, I understand. So they, they didn't book their show better than UFC. No. But they booked the best pro wrestling show of the last week. And that's saying something. Because they had New Japan to go up against. And, and a pretty decent card at that. New Bullet Club members. New LIJ members. Chris Jericho showing up. Get my thoughts on that over at Fightful.com. But I thought tonight was a damn good show. And if if... Two out of four weeks in the month were like this. I think I would feel much more positive about Raw. But so often, a month goes by where I say, Raw just wasn't fun. Raw just wasn't good. The the, the potential after after tonight exists for them to build some really great stuff heading into the rest of the fall. I just hope they do it. I just hope they do it. Guys, thank you all so much. Head over to FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com, FightfulBoxing.com. When you go to the individual sites like that, you'll see tabs like exclusives, newsletter, 
uh, stuff like that. Click that exclusives tab. You will find a lot of info that you won't see at other websites. Alex, you are on Twitter at Palowski the Fourth. What do you have going on this week? Well, I uh, I'm back here tomorrow night for SmackDown, and uh, and then we'll see what comes out of that, and may- maybe I'll find a way. To, to put aside some time to get back on the old keyboards. I would like that. People have been I, asking. I would like it too. It is difficult. My yeah, schedule I know. does not allow for a lot of writing time. I feel you, and I, I don't have a kid. I remember after All In, I was like, oh, it's going to slow down. Things will be okay. <laughs> I've not had a day off. Well, I, I took most of yesterday off, yeah. but UFC 229 kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a day off to go back from Canada. I'm looking forward to taking in some making a murderer and some daredevil next week. Daredevil, Good man. That's, that's my stuff. Daredevil. Fightfulselect.com. Support Fightful. It really helps. Thank you guys so much. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.